0: Today's topic is drones and public safety and more specifically how wireless service providers can play a role in the drone ecosystem to help fight against future health and safety emergencies. We thought that was especially timely given the predicament we're in right now with COVID-19. Our guest is Thomas Neubauer and he's Tioco's Vice President of Business Development and Innovation. Thomas has more than 11 years experience with uh, automatic cell planning and mathematical optimization. His academic background is in the smart antenna and MIMO system space, and he holds a Ph.D. in telecommunications engineering from the Vienna University of Technology. So welcome, Thomas.
1: Thank you very much and welcome.
0: Thank you. So, Thomas, You certainly have a long and impressive background in telecom, but I want to know, how did you get involved in the drone space?
1: Well, okay, so about 10 years ago, we tried to solve a problem, namely to inspect cell tower antennas remotely. Uh, We found that that could easily be done with using drones, but it only makes sense, business sense, if you can fly the drone remotely, meaning without a pilot being close by. So, for example, a drone controlled via a cellular network could fly to the cell tower and inspect it without, having the, without the pilot having any visibility to the drone itself. This then showed us the potential of what cellular and drones could do together if they were allowed to actually work together. And it is exactly that intersection of these two industries so the aviation industry and the cellular industry uh, that showed us the potential of what could be done.
0: So now that these uh, drones are moving beyond the hobby shops, I have to say, if they're if they're uh, looking at cellular networks, um, they're becoming important tools for maybe first responders and public safety advocates. So, what are some of these examples, and how are how are drones helping in these instances?
1: Generally speaking. The applications for public safety uh, will be first responders uh, will be able to use drones to get feedback from, for example, places of accident, fire, as well as research, search and rescue missions, uh, just to name a few applications. They will be faster, better and more efficient than any other possible technology uh, in any other way. To To give an example, in future, an alarm uh, in an emergency call center or mission control can automatically trigger a first responder drone to fly to the place of action. For example, an accident on a motorway. The drones, they will be able to immediately report the type of accident, uh, provide visuals, show and highlight the number of cars involved, uh, which driving direction uh, of the motorway to send the ambulance, and so on. This will actually save lives, uh, significantly shrink the response time, uh, and reduce the resources needed. And this will be not just saving lives, it will be impressive business case uh, to help for public safety sectors.
0: So, since we're in the midst of this crazy global pandemic, I've you know I've got to ask: Are drones being used in the fight against COVID-19 today?
1: Well, actually, yes, they are uh, more than ever before, to be honest. So, for example, um, they're used to fly blood samples, medical supply from and into lockdown areas without any contact. So, without having human interaction to hand over uh, uh, the samples. Also, they are used to provide critical food and other supply, even to spray disinfecting chemicals in some public spaces. To give an example, the the World Economic Forum has recently, in a report, emphasized the importance of drones to fight pandemics uh, uh, around the world, and particularly uh, from the reports in China. And and this actually leads to an interesting aspect. So drones are now considered one of the technologies really helping uh, in such a situation. This is why many people actually consider remote drone operation a must-have in future smart city concepts.
0: Well, it seems like a lot of this is happening today without the benefit of cellular connectivity. So is there really a need for this? And if so, how can service providers play a role going forward?
1: Well, with a few exceptions, civil drones today are only allowed to fly with visibility to the actual pilot. So in line of sight to a a person managing the drone. But the big change will actually come with remotely piloted and managed drones that fly beyond visual line of sight to a pilot. So this is where cellular connectivity becomes an absolutely critical safety requirement. This starts, for example, to remotely identify the drone with so-called networked remote ID, where... Practically every beyond visual line of sight flight needs a cellular connectivity. Also, you will have to have reliable and continuous connectivity for command and control. For example, if something unforeseen happens along the flight path ahead or a requirement for a lawful interception is required, um, you have to have a communication between the, uh, aviation management system, and the UAV that is reliable. Finally, uh, think, think about a public safety mission uh, that I just mentioned before, where the drone is to provide live pictures or streaming videos from an accident or a fire to the mission control center. There is literally no alternative to existing and well-functioning cellular uh, connectivity. On top of that, we see cellular service providers actually moving up the value chain. So they also ask the question, what can they do? And they no longer just want to be providers of connectivity. They want to provide a full solution package delivering value. Uh, I expect that to happen similarly to what we see today in IoT. So in Uh, internet of things applications for example today you order a full solution package from your service provider if you are an enterprise and you want for example to track assets nobody is interested in just connecting uh, in, in just buying connectivity for an iot sensor that you then have to manage separately you want a worry free solution package same will happen with drone services. Cellular network providers will become digital solution providers where enterprise customers can also order full drone solutions so that they can enhance their services.
0: Well, this sounds like a complete new industry for the telecom service providers. Um, definitely out of the box that they're that they're in today. What about 5G and network slicing? Is this gonna have an impact on the types of services that they can provide to the drone industry in general?
1: The answer is yes. So aviation systems are primarily focused around safety, reliability, and dedicated communication channels. 5G slicing will provide dedicated connectivity for drones at different service levels. Essentially, the network slicing will provide such dedicated services as virtual networks provided to the individual uh, drone service providers. For example, ultra reliable, but low bandwidth services for command and control will be provided in the same way as high data rate slices for payload will be provided to uh, the drone customer base. And that happens, that will happen without actually impacting the performance of the existing terrestrial cellular user base. So the cellular networks essentially will behave like a set of SLA-driven, of service-level-driven communication networks for the different aviation use cases and applications.
0: Interesting. So, is it is it that everyone's waiting for five G to to get into this space, or why don't we see a lot of drones flying around today? What needs to happen for this industry to um, to take off, so to speak? You know, pardon the pun.
1: Well, five G itself is actually not the uh, key limitation factor because you can actually fly successfully drones um, in 4G networks but there are two things really uh, that need to happen first of all the technical requirements in the ecosystem they are currently put into place so systems ecosystem players are preparing the processes need to be automated and uh, that is not that simple but it is happening. And there's a lot of technical progress. At the same time, and actually more importantly, the regulations that handle the airspace, the integration of manned and unmanned air traffic in a safe way is yet to be put in place. Many initiatives around the globe uh, happening right now to actually make that a reality. The purpose and the the dogma is actually very simple and straightforward. Make it happen, but safety first. These two things will happen. Um, They are in the making. And from what we see from the dynamics of the industry, they will come sooner than later.
0: Thomas, this is such an interesting space. And thank you so much for your time today. Um, I think we're going to have to do another podcast on this. This is this is very cool stuff and um, I definitely have more questions for you down the line. So where can our listeners go to learn more about Tioko's uh, solution and and really how they can learn more?
1: Well, you can get all the latest information from Tioko of uh, on our webpage, uh, just go to tioko.com. But of course, you can also follow us uh, on our social media uh, channels on linkedin uh, twitter and facebook and we have also set up specific social media channels uh, on airborne rf our solution that we are providing to connect the telecom world with the aviation world um, so if you want to specifically follow us on that just subscribe on social media accordingly
0: excellent i hope all our listeners do that and thank you once again thomas And thank you for everyone who joined us today on this podcast. We'll see you next time.